sitting here, right? Uh, reminded me uh, of the morning uh, waking up with uh, my two sisters and siblings on top of the highest mountain of South Korea. Surak, Surak Mountain, you do. Surak, and the monastery is right at the bottom in the valley. And um, so we woke up early, and uh, we uh, begin our climb. So we had to go first through a, a uh, forest of uh, bamboo grove. stumble upon a, a, a little sub-temple and um, uh, kind of in the beginning to be quite challenging and I remember that day he had a gift to push many of my brothers <laughs> <laughs> he was really good at it that was his job <laughs> and uh, I was really better to uh, you know uh, uh, I'd get him hold my button and I look at you had to so um, I was walking behind him, and uh, finally I saw the gates of that little sub-temple, and there was this uh, calligraphy on top, uh, who was saying, uh, which actually I could not translate, because I cannot read it, so I asked him, Tony, what does it And we began our climb. It was the hardest climb that I have ever done. You know. I was carrying pretty much everything. You know, I was always a donkey, so I had to carry <laughs> books. And sometimes even they had me once carrying a bell on top of me. And, and uh, so uh, <coughs> it was a little harder for me. And I said, well, this guy is going to think he's going to be too. It was just like jumping at a goat. You know. <laughs> was always waiting for me, you know, like uh, on a higher spot, and looking down said, <laughs> humbling experience. <laughs> is uh, is my teacher, and also a friend, and. Uh,
kind of strange because as the time was getting harder and harder and harder, the landscape was, was becoming more beautiful, more beautiful, more beautiful. Until we arrived on top of the mountain and uh, he had a great idea to say, oh, let's go and do some practice as we were there. Was exhausted. And so we did about 500 prostrations. <laughs> Top it off. <laughs> and uh, well, you know, the thing was, you know, that practice, I mean, the prostration, you start and you resist pretty much the center of prostration, then you move on and on, and then you become a bit of a butterfly. You know, it's just goes. Then after this, we took a rest into a little room. started at 4 a.m. and it was like a sunset already and we looked at each other like uh, two little kids who had conquered the world in their backyard. <laughs> you know, it was so beautiful. The next morning I woke up before I practiced and I took a walk into the little temple grounds and I was on the very top of the mountain. And this is what sitting on a chair, I was like sitting, compared to you, you know, top of the mountain. The old has a little mountain sitting in the view of him. But he was, you know, staying still in complete silence. And this was black clouds passing by. Such a beautiful landscape. Clouds come always and always will be with us. Clouds are the obstacle that we uh, face when we practice and in life. Yet we remain human. Watch fearlessness. We make, or I should say, we get the direct experience of the impermanent nature of those clouds. They come and go. If we allow them, as we sit on the cushion, we must realize deeply that we are in the driver's seat. The cloud would always come. Buddha knew that. The cloud came sitting before enlightenment and cloud kept coming back after the enlightenment. Clouds are always there. 
cloud? That's what they want. They want to take over the driver. Are you engaged with them? That's a sketchy thing. Hey, come over here. Let's tell you something. They come in different shapes. Anger and resolve business. Jealousy. You name it. Infinite manifestations. Infinite. They're the one also self-doubt. Who are you to think that you can do that? Who are you that you think you can do So, uh, and she's driving, and one point I said, hey, uh, why, don't you do this? why don't you go this way? You know? She kind of gave me the look. Dude. <laughs> 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 I'm driving. <laughs> I said, okay. And I did it twice. You know, and uh, I, I, didn't come, I didn't do it again. I, I know that when I'm in her car, I just have to. Thank you. 
open to millions of white race, none is equal in the eternal that you will acquire. None. So those that you will acquire, they can see dissolving the entire being. They are the most precious things. So don't see. on YouTube, uh, you got it like really. <laughs> Remember when I started practicing, there was no internet and there was only Otis, something, just a few books, a few good books, and also a few good teachers. Here, now, I mean, you know, it's like uh, things have changed in the past uh, 30, 40 years. <laughs> Quite dramatically. But what matters is what you do with your practice and learning to stay with it, learning to stay with it and also find passion, learning to stay. You know there's a saying, you know, like uh, you should be, try to be If you don't have time, well then sit for half an hour <laughs> or an hour. <laughs> because uh, this is like the sickness of today, you know, everybody is so lazy. I'll sit when I've, I'm finished with this, I'll sit when I'm finished with that. All the things you have to do will never be finished, even to, at the very last moment before you die, there will be always something you think that something you need to do, so may as well sit. Hmm. Take a few minutes. And just like connect, take the gravity. Gentle pressure, constant pressure. Gentle, gentle, gentle pressure. Constant pressure. I was living in an industrial area a few years ago. And I, not I noticed right next to my bed, there was a little bump you know, on the asphalt. And that little bump somehow always keep growing. And one day, out of this little bump, a little crack a few days later, a tiny little flower. <laughs> Imagine that, a tiny little flower. <laughs> Gentle pressure, constant pressure. The flower never opened up the asphalt, but just this gentle pressure, constant pressure. This is the real change. So, the duration that we take is a very uh, important thing. It's very important to know which direction we are taking. It's a little bit like waking up in the morning. I might get the 
often when I go up north, nature has this power. And often when I'm, I go to a place where pretty much like uh, there's no electricity, I was really eager to see how he was doing. And uh, I was very happy, very surprised that uh, he was actually inspired to create uh, his music. His mind was really uh, fully awake. And also, uh, somehow, rather undisturbed by it. You know, he was like, uh, really quite functioning very well. Because it's my mom. And so, uh, and they're well taken care of. But I realized the main thing that really keeps me so kind of a just fine, really, was this sense of gratitude. And uh, I was kind of really uh, taken by it because, you know, it was a moment of his life where it's very testing. I mean, he was such a, when I was. station in order to take my train, Moet train, you know, the train from the city village, which is like outside of town, so I have to take two bus to get there. But I was a little concerned because I had like this is a lot to carry and uh, <coughs> also just someone from like a couple of uh, surgery, I say, ooh, this is going to be different than usual because usually my father would drive and so finally I take the first bus with great success. Then I get to the bus station. And uh, <coughs> there is like about 20 different lines of bus. So I don't know really which 
States, so I asked people, and uh, three people very eagerly and generously gave me the wrong direction <laughs> each time. <laughs> <laughs> so finally, you know, I saw this beautiful bird of paradise, you know, hanging around with these guys with all those like uh, Preussian jackets warfare. <laughs> so I asked him finally where my bus was, and he directed to me. So I went to the bus. The bus was there. The uh, for the, the the doors for the for the luggage were open, but the bus was stopped. It was closed. So I went, and the bus was supposed to leave in two minutes. And I say, well, something happened. And so the driver came up to me, came and tells me, he say, hi. And I say, hello. He say, do you want to take the bus eh, to go to the uh, train station? I say, yes. And he say, well, I just came back with my friend, and we decided to strike. <laughs> and, you know, so here, you know, you can imagine, you know, a bit of an anxiety rise, you know, like this, you know. But the guy's his heart was just too big and too wonderful. He couldn't, it didn't take him long to, say, to laugh and say, oh, oh, he also had it, and he said, and also the other bus where you come after also will be on strike. <laughs> <laughs> Just to really panic for a man like that. So finally, and I said, oh, okay. And then finally he looks at me and he said, ah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he said, uh, actually, they told me you were going to come, so I'm going to drive you. <laughs> so I said, what do you mean? You know, so, and, uh, so I put, I said, can I put my luggage in? So he said, yeah, put your luggage in. So I put my luggage in. And as I get into the bus where he's already sitting on this uh, chair, uh, <coughs> I look at the bus and there's nobody inside, you know, just me. And he said, uh, uh, and he said, well, and I say, is it just me? And he said, well, it's not big enough for you. And I say, <laughs> <laughs> and so I say, well, I said, I might have a problem maybe with the echo, you know. <laughs> And I asked him, and I said, uh, well, uh, what am I going to do? My, my luggage are inside, and the door is open. Ah, he said, oh, yes. He said, you have to go back into on front of the door of the luggage, and you have to say, abracadabra, you know? <laughs> and I go like this, say, okay. So I go down the bus, and I go in front of the door, I say, abracadabra, <laughs> and the door gently comes down automatically like this. I said, wow. So I'm, uh, you know, of course, you know, so I put my kind of a child face, this great marvel, just to make him very happy, you know, <laughs> for what he's done. And I get into the bus, and for 20 minutes, we were alone, and we basically uh, occupied uh, every single seat with our stories, you know, we told to each other. And it was like really, really wonderful. And so uh, we, um, when we arrived finally at uh, the uh, train station, and uh, so I uh, basically thanked him very much and uh, I went down and, uh <coughs> and finally I had to sit to stand on front of uh, the uh, door of the luggage and I had to say, abracadabra, <laughs> and the door opens and then again, abracadabra, <laughs> and the door closed and he just put his horn up, <laughs> goodbye. So <coughs> to you, when you meet your uh, passion at home, take the time just to really hold 
been all good. Holy 